Blog Talk Radio. Amen, 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 amen. Greetings in the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, our soon-coming King. We thank God for each and every one of you that are tuned in and coming into our meeting room. We thank God for everyone who is just joining us and um, being a part of the network of God's um, people, God's um, property, God's everything. Amen. Um, we had some wonderful um, conversation on last night. Um, I got some comments, and I'm just going to feed back to you what was said to me. Um, and I, I thank God for each individual who took the time to comment, you know, um, out of their busy schedule. They, they take time to share their own point of view. Um, thank God for all the listeners. And we're going to begin with prayer as we talk about what did the, uh, Noah uh, uh, what Noah did is is to answer uh, answered in four letters and O B E Y and that was stated by one of our commentators and um, I just want to thank thank each comment um, uh, and I'll read uh, if I can go into that side of the house uh, some of the comments uh, got another question that came up um, and I don't know if people being facetious or what but it's somewhat hilarious, uh, but the question was, um, did, um, the, the question is, did Noah, um, um, in, in the flood, did the, did the fish uh, drown, you know, did they drown, you know, that was kind of funny, but, um, you know, as I said, God's word is true, they are real, they never change, and he never apologized for his words, he stands by his word, and He's, he even backs up his words with himself, and although some may, you know, think it's uh, funny or facetious, God is is really um, an awesome God. And um, one um, commentator said, you know, obedience was uh, where Noah, um, you know, his claim to fame, you know, with God was he obeyed the word of God, the voice of God that spoke to his mind, his heart, his body, his soul, and his spirit. Amen. And we just thank God for obedience. Um, sometimes it's very hard to obey God's voice um, or the things that he asks us to do because we don't have the understanding. We lack understanding. Um, and so it is easy to, um, you know, go around um, thinking that we um, are just, you know, able to just do whatever we want to do because we're human and we have our own will. But isn't it great that we can um, have the um, the the perfect will of God in in what we're doing? And, and um, so I, I thank God for for you all um, coming on tonight. And uh, those that the invitation goes out, I don't do it. I think the the computer through the automate made it automatic uh, automation, artificial intelligence. They send out the invitation. So for those who stop by in the room. I just thank God for all of you, um, seriously, that, that joins with me um, and engage with um, the comments even after after the, the broadcast is over or the segment. Uh, you take the time to, you know, listen um, or to give me feedback. So I'm very, very excited about, you know, your take on the things that I am saying 
and basically, as I said before, I basically just read the scripture. And so I'm going to go ahead and, and read another segment of Noah because we, you know, people are still um, um, talking about that particular area, which is uh, the fish, you know, discussion. And so I think it's important when people are talking about something or asking that we um, stay on point. Um, then I can move forward into the other text um, in Genesis. So we're going to start with uh, Genesis chapter 5 again and uh, move on um, from there. Uh, and prayerfully we can continue as we read the entire Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Amen. Every word, every letter will be read. Amen. And, um, and I'm reading from the King James Version of the Holy Bible. Father God, we thank you, Father, for this day. Thank you, Lord God, for another um, time just to bless your holy name. I thank you, Lord God, and I give your name all the praise and all the honor and all the glory. You are so worthy, Lord God, to be praised. And I, I thank you so much for being that awesome God to me and allowing me, Lord God, to uh, experience you in every way and in every day. I, I really uh, I just appreciate you and I praise you, Father, for this grand and glorious opportunity. I thank you, Lord God, for all those that will come on to join with me, even for a moment in time as they step in to the room and, you know, they go back out. Thank you, Lord God, for them. And I, I just thank you, Father, for the peace that surpasses all understanding as we um, keep our minds stayed on you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we thank you, Father, for the spirit of wisdom. Um, and I pray for all my enemies, Lord God. I, I really do um, thank you, Lord God, that you give me a heart to forgive those who uh, want to harm me or hurt me in any way and in every way. I thank you, Lord God, that you give me a, a spirit, as you have done, to repent of my my own personal sins and um, you know, and the relationship that you've allowed me to uh, to glean and to gather. I thank you so much for them. Lord God, bless each and every one that's on the broadcast that are coming in and those that will download the Word of God tonight and into tomorrow and beyond many years from now as they download your Word and uh, hear what that says the Lord and to live and abide by your Word as uh, we talk about the obedience of Noah. Lord God, we thank you so much, Lord God. Um, as we build our ark, we thank you, Lord God, that we can have that childlike mind and mentality to be obedient to the word of God as you speak to us, Lord God, to do your perfect will here on this earth. And we thank you, Father, and we bless your holy name. So um, I just want to thank um, Stephen um, uh, for being on the line with me. Um, I thank you so much. Um, I think it's um, just an awesome opportunity to have you come on board and, and join with me. And also another Stephen uh, cousin, thank God for you for helping me throughout today's um, broadcast um, and throughout the earlier time during the day also. Thank God for that. Um, you know, um, we, we just give God praise. And I, I'm just going to go ahead and dive right into the Word of God. Amen. Um, we just thank God for, you know, just everything. Um, um, 
Amen. Um, I thank you, um, Stephen um, Sin, uh, Sin, Sin Chanel. Um, I, I'm not pronouncing it properly. C I N E L L I. Um, you know, he wrote to me. He said, "Given your background, you might enjoy it. this segment. Um, can um, AI actually be a higher power?" <laughs> But I'll read that a little later on um, as um, we look at the Word of God. Amen. Praise God. I know the only power that we uh, hear at uh, in, uh, in my service, the only power that we believe in is the Holy Spirit, power of God. And, and through God, you know, His Son, Jesus Christ, and the blood of Jesus Christ. And with that being said, He blesses us with angelic beings that also help us um, and I call on the angels uh, from the north and angels of God from the south, angels of God from the east, angels of God from the west, angels of God from the northeast, and angels of God from the northwest, angels of God from the uh, southeast and the southwest. We thank God for, for that. Amen. So, um, yeah, so artificial intelligence is one thing. I do create systems uh, that deals with that, um, and um, grateful that's helped me. You know, throughout um, even my broadcast and my ministry, you know, I was virtual doing ministry for 2,000, many, many years prior to, you know, a pandemic where everybody came in to understand what the virtual world is all about. We've always had a virtual church since 1993. Amen. And I thank God for that. Um, and people are like, where's the church? And I said, it's all around you. You know, people will look up. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. And um, so anyway, um, let's move on. We're going to start with Genesis chapter 5, and I'll read and answer some of the questions that came in, in the comments. And it says that this is the book of the generations of Adam in the day that God created man. Amen. In the day that God created man. So this is the, the book of the generation of Adam. In the day that God created man. In the likeness of God made he him. Male and female created he them. And um, blessed them and called their name Adam in the day when they were created. And Adam lived 130 years, and he begot a son in his own likeness after his image, and he called his name Seth. And the days of Adam after he had begotten Seth were 800, and he begot sons and daughters. And all the days that Adam lived were 930 years, and he died. And Seth lived 105 years, and he begot Enos. And Seth lived after he begot Enos 807 years, and he begot sons and daughters. And all the days of Seth were 920 years, and he died. And Enos lived 90 years and begot um, uh, um, uh, Cain and, and Enos lived after he begot Cain and 815 years, and he begot sons and daughters. And all the days of Enos were 905 years, and he died. And Cain and 
Brittany Years, and we got Mel Pei Lee, Lee, and Canaan lived after he got um, Mel Pei Lee 840 years of sons and daughters, and all the days of Canaan were 900, and and he died, and Mel Pei Lee uh, lived 65 years, and we got uh, Jay Reed, and Mahali lived after he begot Jay Reed 830 years, begot sons and daughters in all the days of Mahali, 895 years, and he died. Amen. Praise God and bless his holy name. Um, so we're looking at... Uh, Genesis chapter 5, and we're in verse 18. And J. Reed lived 162 years, and he begat Enoch. And uh, J. Reed lived after he begat Enoch uh, 800 years, and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of J. Reed were 962 years, and he died. Amen. God bless the reading of his holy words, man. I'm telling you, it's just um, amazing how long mankind lived during those days. Amen. Amen. So um, we just want to thank God for just being um, able to, um, you know, know that, you know, it's not impossible for us to even live that length of time even now. You know, uh, because man did live a long time in the dispensation of time. Man lived a very, very long time. And um, so uh, you don't have to give up and surrender to death, you know, because um, a, a doctor says so. You can you can command God's hand in, in you know, uh, helping you to strengthen you. Amen. To live um, and give you uh, more time on this earth. If, if if that's your you know your wish or your your desire, amen. It's just that as you get older, all the people that you grew up with they are faded away, and everybody will be younger <laughs> and getting younger still <laughs> as you're getting older, right? So you just have to make. As someone told me this the past weekend, you have to start making new friends, amen, because they're getting younger and younger. So you have to really hang out with young people, amen. Amen. Praise God. So, so um, verse 20 said um, in uh, Genesis chapter 5, And all the days of J. Reed were 960 and 2 years, and he died. And Enos lived 60 and 5 years, and begat Methuselah. And Enos walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years, and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enos were 360 and 5 years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Amen. That's an awesome thought. You know, the staying right there, being a, a, a person um, that would walk with God, and instead of you dying, God would just take you and, and you get transported or telepathed. Says, you know, be me up, Scotty. You know, um, into the and be with God, to be with God forever, never to experience uh, death or the grave. Amen? So um, Genesis chapter 5, verse 25 says, And Methuselah lived 180 and 7 years, 
and we got Lamech and um, Methuselah lived after he begat Lamech 780 and two years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Methuselah were 960 and nine years and he died. And Lamech lived 180 and two years and begat a son. Amen. Verse 29, and he called his name Noah, saying, This same shall comfort us concerning our work and toils of our hands because of the ground which the Lord had cursed. And Lamech uh, lived after he begot Noah 590 and five years and begot sons and daughters. And, amen, welcome, um, Sandra. Um, um, thank you for tuning in. Um, and I'm mispronouncing it slightly, but um, please forgive me. Verse 30, and Lamech lived after he begot Noah 590 and five years and begot sons and daughters. And all the days of Lamech were 770 and seven years, and he died. And Noah was 500 years old, and Noah begot Shem, Ham and Japhat. Um, no, uh, now we're moving into Genesis chapter 6, verse 1. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of man, and they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, but that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of man, and they had children to them, that the same became mighty men, which were of old, men of renown, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually, and it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart, amen, as God's, God's heart was hurting. Verse 7, it says that, And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping things and the fowls of the air, for it repented me that I have made them. So here, you know, in verse 7, in chapter 6, verse 7 of Genesis, talking about the flood, um, you know, someone commented, you know, did uh, the, the flood destroy, you know, the the fish? And, and here it says very clearly that God said this is what he was going to do. Uh, the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping things and the fowls of the air, for it's, uh, uh, it repented me that I have made them. 
Now, um, he didn't say fish specific, but, you know, as we go into it, after God speaking, um, you'll see he, he quoted the same text that he destroyed everything that was on the face of the earth, everything. That's yes, uh, the earth, um, the, the land, uh, the, the waters, everything was destroyed, everything. There was nothing spared, the, the sea, the, the plant, um, you know, the plant that's in the ocean, all of that was totally destroyed. But, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Uh, these are the generation of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generation. And Noah walked with God. And Noah begat three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And the earth also was corrupt before God. And the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth. And behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me. Amen. Praise God. And bless his holy name. Amen. All right. So we're going to read on verse 9 again in chapter 6. It says, These are the generation Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generation, and Noah walked with God. So that's the only reason why God chose um, Noah, because Noah walked with God. He was obedient to God. He was pleasing to God. He loved hanging around God and God's stuff in those days. You know, the, the, the presence of God, you know, it was... It's something that surrounds you. You know, you can feel the presence of God through the power of the Holy Ghost we now have. But you can really literally feel God's presence. Amen. As we um, move into um, knowing God, you know, knowing God, and um, um, we, we, we're looking at how great is our God that we were able to... Um, we're able to um, just walk with him. Um, we're able to talk with God. We're able to commune with God. And Noah's claim to fame was uh, uh, God, um, you know, just spoke with him. He he walked with him, you know. You know, like when you, you have a friend, you know, and, uh, you know, you're going through whatever you're dealing with, if you just take a, a time just to walk with them and with 30 minutes to walk, or even your children, you know, uh, it just makes a, a great difference, just 30 minutes of just going down the road. You know, sometimes you're just being silent and letting the other person be silent, but just being together and just walking with them up the road, not going anywhere in particular, not on a beaten path or on a trail, just walking on a, you know, just and out of harm's way, of course, <laughs> don't walk down the middle of the street, okay, the middle of the highway, because I've seen that. But no, I'm talking about just walking with a friend or walking with your child. It, it, it just that's just such a great communion. And if, if the child has something to say and you you're quiet, you'll hear you know what the child is saying. You'll hear their heart and what they're going through. You know, they're four years old, but they're going through something. They're 10 years old, they're going through something. They'll try that. Just start walking with your child. Each child, give them their own day to spend 30 time with 
30, 30 minutes with mom or 30 minutes with dad, just walk with that child, you'll find that, you, you know, there will be a peace that comes upon both of you and, and your uh, joined together is going to be even more closer than just, you know, a phone call or a text message or email or, you know, a chat or whatever. Just, just a simple walk is, you know, it also helps you to exercise and to get some of that stress off of your day, right? And you, too, can share your thing with what's going on with your son or your daughter and or your wife or your spouse or someone you love, you know? It would be great if we can walk with our enemies, man. Wow, what a difference a day would make if we could just walk with our enemies because then they'd have an opportunity to see you and hear you in a different um, aspect than what they're thinking about you because they don't know you, don't understand you, and whatever, you know. But Noah walked with God. And so since he walked with God, he was close to God. So verse 10 says, And Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Verse 11, the earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh was corrupt, his ways uh, upon the earth. And, you know, there's no new things uh, uh, there's no new thing under the sun. It's the same thing that happened back then is the same thing that's happening now. It says history repeats itself, right? King Solomon wrote, there's no thing that is new under the sun. Amen? So the corruption of the earth is the earth now is also getting corrupt and been corrupt and getting corrupt still, right? All these different plagues and different famines and different wars and different pestilence and all these things where it happened back then is happening now. Verse 13 says, And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me. And um, why is that? Because God said it in verse 7 that I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth. Amen? Both man and beast and creeping things and the fowls of the air from for a repented God uh, is repenting me that I have made them. Amen? So drop back down to verse 13. So God said unto Noah, the end of all flesh is come before me, where the earth is full with violence through um, them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Amen. So someone is, uh, I hear someone is saying, wow, is God going to destroy us again? Well, remember, Noah is the one that God made a covenant with, with the rainbows. And I know people are using the rainbows for, you know, like a sign or a symbol or something like that. But the rainbow was the first thing that God gave to man as a covenant promise that he would not destroy the earth again with water. We know that when in the end of times there's going to be fire and brimstone that's going to come upon the earth, right? But not with water. So he's going to keep that promise, right? But um, it also says that Jesus Christ is going to break this, the, the cloud at the end of time and he's going to come back and sit on the throne of David there in Jerusalem. So, you know, is the earth going to be gone? No, the earth's not going to be gone. God is just going to clean it up and put a new order, amen, to rule that the lions and the lamb can uh, uh, eat grass together, amen? And lions will no longer be eating meat, ain't that something? So let's move on to verse number 15. Uh, Verse 14, uh, so um, God said to Noah, 
um, that um, I will destroy them with the earth. Uh, make thee an ark of uh, Jophar wood, um, and rooms shall thou make in the ark, and shall pit it within and without the pit. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make it of. The length of the ark shall be 300 cubits, uh, the breadth of it 50 cubits, and the height of it 30 cubits. A window shall thou make to the ark, and in a cubic shall thou finish it above, and the doors of the ark shall be set in the side thereof with lower, second, and third stories shall thou make it. And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of water upon the earth to destroy all flesh, wherein is the breath of life from under heaven, and everything that is in the earth shall die. But with thee will I establish my covenant, and thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy sons' wives with thee, and every living thing of all flesh, two of every sort, shalt thou bring into the ark to keep them alive with thee. They shall be male and female, of fowls after their kind, and of cattle after their kind, and of every creeping things of the earth after its kind. So see the words of every creeping things of the earth after its kind. Two of every sort shall come unto them to keep them alive. So these animals and creatures and all of these things, they're going to come to Noah, right? In obedience, they're going to come to Noah, where Noah is, from all around the world. Isn't that amazing? There's one big ark would maintain and manage just a vast amount of um, individual and creatures and, and seeds for the plants and so forth. Amen. Now, it says here that, uh, verse 20, um, of the fowl after their kind, of the cow after their kind, of every creeping thing of the earth after his kind, two of every sort shall come unto thee to keep them alive and to take thou unto thee of all food that is eaten, and thou shalt gather it to thee, and it shall be for food for thee and for them. Thus did Noah according to all that God commanded him, so did he. And and so this is where Noah was obedient, you know, and as one of the um, commentators um, texts me, they email me um, in the comment area, that what, what Noah did was he obeyed you obey God, all right? And um, so the chapter 7, um, we're going to move on. Um, so to answer both comments, uh, the one that the fish drowned, uh, you know, I will say yes, that, that all the creatures died because God said, you know, you know, someone asked if, if uh, the fish drowned. And I, I would say, yeah, but he... He made those fish that were in the sea 
somehow they came into the ark, you know. You know, you have to kind of use your mind because the Bible only has so many words in it when they did the um, um, the dividing of the, the word of God and they made the um, canon, right, they they tried to write down as much information and use only 66 books, but there's many other words that are that, that God has inspired man to write that is not written uh, uh, verbatimly into this the Holy Bible. You know, we have the Maccabee. We have many other scrolls and writings. Okay, so you have to kind of use your imagination and and not be a, such a, a stickler to say that. Um, uh, you know, you know the the fish all drowned. Did they drown? And you know, um, you know, people have debated the Bible for centuries. You know, all mankind, women, man, all different religion, uh, different creed, different cultures have just just really tried to tear this the the word of God apart. But I'm trying to just say, just just obedience with God speaking to Noah's mind and his heart, his body, his soul, and spirit. He heard the voice of God and he started building the ark. And this there was no precedence before this. He literally built something from a thought and he built it big enough from the thought. The the measurements were there. The the type of wood, the tree that he um you know, God and and he, you know, gutted it out and, you know, put the tarp in there, the the pit on both sides. And I would say he did that same thing with the fish, you know, just put them in the wooden um, thing that was protected so when they would be uh, in the ark for 150 days um, that they were sustained, sustainability. And also God told Noah to bring the food of every kind that would sustain them, that he and his family can eat and all the creatures can also eat, right? Chapter 7, and the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark, and they have, for thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. Of every clean beast thou shalt take of thee by sevens, and the male and his female, and of the beast that are not clean by two, the male and female, of fowls also of the air by seven, and the male and the female, to keep seed alive upon the face of all the earth. For yet seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights, and every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. And there's the answer. When someone asked me, did the fish drown? He said, and every living substance that I have made, I will destroy from off the face of the earth. And Noah did according unto all that the Lord commanded him. And Noah was 600 years old when the flood of waters was upon the earth. And Noah went in and his son and his wife and his son's wife with him into the ark because of the water of the flood. Of clean beasts and of beasts that are not clean and 
of the fowls and of everything that creep upon the earth. There went in two and two unto Noah into the ark, and the male and the female, and God, as God had commanded. Amen. As God had commanded Noah. Verse 10, I'm reading chapter 7, verse 10, for those who just tune into the broadcast and those who are listening to me live also um, as we stream live online. Um, I want to welcome you for tuning in. Um, verse uh, number 10 says, And it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were upon the earth. In the 600 year of Noah's life, in the seventh month and the seventeenth day of the month, the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up, and the windows of heavens were open, and the rain was upon the earth forty days and forty nights. In the selfsame day entered Noah and Shem and Ham and Japheth, the sons of Noah and Noah's wives, uh, wife and the three wives of his sons with them into the ark. They and every beast of his kind and all the cattle after their kind and every creeping thing that creep upon the earth after his kind and every fowl after his kind, every bird uh, of every sort. And they went in unto Noah into the ark two and two of all flesh wherein is the breath of life. And um, I want to stop there and talk about the breath of life. The breath of life comes from God. You know, every man that is breathing on this earth today, the breath that you breathe, the oxygen, the H2O, um, the hydrogen, you know, part hydrogen, part oxygen, uh, the breath that you breathe comes from God. And um, when we die, uh, our demise, um, you know, you'll see if you look closely that with someone that is dying, you'll literally see their last breath, like a puff of smoke, leave their body. It goes back to God. So the breath that is the life is from God in everything, every creature, you know. The only difference between an animal and a uh, human and an animal um, animal, <laughs> you know, the fowl and, and all of them, is that they don't have a soul. The human being is the only one with a soul, which is the mind to think and have will and perfect will. Angels don't have a soul. They don't have will. They they just have obedience to obey God. Amen? But we have uh, a, the difference with human beings is we can do whatever we want to do, and that's the problem that we find ourselves in because we have our own will, and that's how God created us. But the breath of life still is in every human being, whether they are sinners saved by grace or whether they love God or not. All the breath that's in mankind, every baby that's born, when the doctor slapped them on the backside, you know, so that they can breathe and yell out, taking their first breath, is the breath that comes from God. Amen. When we die, when we breathe our last breath, that breath goes back to God. Amen. I just wanted to point that out. Verse 16 of chapter 7 says, And they that went in, went in male and female of all flesh, as God had 
commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. And the flood was 40 days upon the earth, and the waters increased and bared up the ark, and it was lifted up above the earth. And the waters prevailed and were increased greatly upon the earth. And the ark went upon the face of the water. And the water prevailed exceedingly upon the earth, and all the high hills were under the whole heavens were covered. Fifteen cubits upward did the water prevail, and the mountains were covered, and all flesh died that moved upon the earth, both of fowl and of cattle, and of beasts, and of every creeping thing that creeped upon the earth, and every man. Amen. God bless the reading of his holy words. Uh, Genesis chapter 7, continue, verse 22. All, and all in whose nostrils was the breath of life of all that was in the dry land died. And every living substance was destroyed, which was upon the face of the ground, both man and cattle and the creeping things and the fowls of the heavens. And they were destroyed from the earth and Noah only remained alive, and they that were with him in the ark, and the waters prevailed upon the earth. Amen. A hundred and fifty days. Amen. God bless you. The reading of his holy words. Uh, Genesis chapter 8. Let's move on. Um, if you have comments, um, please write your comments into the comments section, and, and I'll answer it. Um, and uh, you know, raise your hand and you know, write, write, write your uh, comments. Your opinion is very important, and I will recite it on the next day that I'm live on the air, streaming live on my radio. Um, as a matter of fact, if anyone wants to call into the radio broadcast, that you could literally call in here the same word that was spoken, the spoken word. You can call into um, three. It's a New York number, so three four seven. Five three nine five six six nine. If you want to um, speak, you can speak on the radio line, and we also have a conference line. And if uh, someone wants to say stuff, and I can control that as well. Amen. But um, Genesis chapter eight, um, and then after that, I'm going to make an announcement again, inviting everyone to come to Sukkot God celebration. Seven days of praising God, amen, and just worshiping him. That's all we do during the Sukkot is just praise God and bless his holy name. We don't ask God for anything during that time of the Sukkot. It's the time just to praise God. And I'm telling you, if you if you just start practicing the seven days of worshiping God on the eighth day, then you depart till we meet again. The next 365 days for your life will totally change. I'm saying just taking seven days out of a full year, 365 days out of a year, just take seven days straight consecutively just to praise God. One week, I'm telling you, some great stuff is going to happen. I'll be um, actually, let me just go ahead and do the announcement. I'll be giving out to everyone that attend. Um, you can email me at uh, mkspcg1 at gmail.com or you can go on my website, um, MyKingServiceWebSolution uh, dot uh, org, and uh, you can you know get one of your your tickets. You know it's all inclusive tickets. Um, you can get the, the lower tickets if you want just for the workshop. 
but the all inclusive, you know, you know, I give you a lodge and a room. Uh, you share it with four people, so it's not that expensive. I will be staying at the resorts, and um, you know, I'll book many, many rooms, depending on how many people come. It just doesn't matter. I'll book all the rooms, all the hotel rooms, if we can um, get many people to come. Uh, it'd be awesome, and we're just gonna, you know, um, learn. Uh, the wisdom of God, of God and, and, and I'll be able to give each and every one, um, when they register, I'll send you uh, a proof of funds for $600,000 United States um, dollars um, that you can buy as your business, buy uh, a, a house in America, in all 50 states, any other 50 states, and, um, you know, I'll fund that loan you know, and, and close that transaction for you. Amen. So, and whatever your county says, the FHA authorization amount, you can use up to $600,000. So if you register, you get the all-inclusive package um, for the workshop and to get to meet G-Money and a lot of other celebrities that will be there. Um, you can sign up for the cast call to be in the movie. We're going to do this film. Finally, um, I've been talking about this since 2010, so long, long time coming. We'll be filming the tribe of Benjamin, tribe of um, Judah, and the lost tribe of Israel. We'll be coming together to film during the Sukkot. It's just going to be a spectacular time. And once we film it, then I'm going to reach out to one of the major distributors and see who will pick us up, you know. Who knows, you know, Netflix, um, Lion Day, you know, um, MGM, I don't know, Paramount. Somebody's going to pick us up, amen. We're going to just film that little scene, amen, and um, prayerfully we'll do a sequel. Amen. So join me. Um, please um, come get the workshop information. Go to learn about tax liens, how you can acquire real estate, and um, I'll fund you the money to fix up that real estate once you've gotten it, you know, rehab, renovation money, construction money. Hey, just come on, let's just join, let's learn. My goal is to give 42 million African Americans uh, a house, amen, for their, not only for themselves but for their children, 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 forever, you know. Um, and any, anybody else who wants to get a house alone from me, you know, you don't have to necessarily be African American of the African American death bar. You can be from overseas and want to buy a house in America. I, I can fund you. Amen. So let's move on. So Genesis chapter 8, and God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the cattle that was with him in the ark. And God made a wind to pass over the earth and the waters uh, uh, stayed the fountains also of the deep and the windows of heaven were stopped and the rain from heaven was restrained and the waters returned from off the earth continually. And after the end of the 150 days, the water were abated and the ark rested in the seventh month on the 17th day of the month. So the seventh month, when is that? January, February, March, April, May, June, July. Mm, July 17th. Mm. The 17th day of the month. Or is it the calendar? Is it the, the where the new moon starts? Is it the first day? I don't know. we got to find out, right? And um, 
So it says, upon the mountain of um, Ararat, and the waters decreased continually until the 10th month. So the 10th month would be um, um, October, right? In the 10th month, on the first day, first day of October, uh, where the tops of the mountain seen. And it came to pass at the end of the 40th day that Noah opened the window of the ark which he had made, and he set forth a raven which went forth to and fro until the waters were dried up from off the earth. And also he set forth, 40, he set forth a dove from him to see if the waters were abated from off the face of the ground. But the dove found no rest for the sole of her foot, and she returned unto him into the ark, for the waters were on the face of the whole earth. Then he put forth his hand and took her and pulled her in unto him into the ark. And he stayed yet another seven days, and again he sent forth the dove out of the ark, and the dove came in to him in the evening, and lo, in her mouth was an olive leaf plucked off. Amen. Glory be to God. The olive is very significant here, and that's why, you know, you'll see ministers always using olive oil to anoint people. Uh, it's just a, a significant tree um, that uh, was representing, um, you know, uh, the power of God, you know, so that tree was blessed, man, and still is today. So Noah knew that the waters were abated from off the earth, and he stayed yet another seven days and sent forth the dove, which returned not again unto him and more, any more. And it came to pass in the 601st year of the first month, the first day of the month, the waters were dried up from off the earth. And Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked, and behold, the face of the ground was dry. And in the second month of the seventh and twentieth day of the month was the earth dry. And And God spake unto Noah, saying, Go forth of the ark, thou and thy wife and thy sons and thy son's wife with thee. Bring forth with thee every living thing that is with thee of all flesh, both of fowl and of cattle and of every creeping thing that creep upon the earth, that they may breathe abundantly in the earth and be fruitful and multiply upon the earth. And Noah went forth and uh, his sons, and his wife and his son's wife with him, every beast, every creeping thing, and every fowl, and whatsoever creep upon the earth after their kind went forth out of the ark. And Noah built an altar unto the Lord, and he took of every clean beast and of every clean fowl and offered burnt offering on the altar. And the Lord smelled a sweet savor, And the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake, 
And and I'm going to stop right there. And and uh, I I don't know if anyone um, has ever experienced this um, when um, the the sweet savor of the earth. You know, uh, if you ever um, you know like the first dew of of a, a morning, the morning dew, or the first raindrop when the earth is dry and and the rains just start falling. The first raindrop. If you're outside, you'll you'll see and smell the sweet smell and savor of earth. It's no pollution. It's so totally pure. This is what God smelled um, when um, Noah was obedient to him and, and God dried up the, the, the land and dried up all the water. And, and so God, he smelled that, that sweet savor from the earth. And the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake, for the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more everything living as I have done. While the earth remain seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. Amen. So that's the promises of God. You know, you have a lot of people running around, it's the end of the world, it's the end of the earth, it's the end of time. Well, maybe it's the end of your time to be on this earth, but the earth's going to continue moving forward, going on and on to the break of dawn. Here it is in the word of God, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night, it shall not cease. Amen. Praise God and bless his holy name. Now, just turn with me to chapter 9 in Genesis and like I said, we're reading from, you know, Genesis to Revelation, all 66 books. I'm reading every single chapter, every word, because as I do work with artificial intelligence and so forth, and I create websites and many other things, one of my staple goals is that the word of God shall last forever and beyond time. Amen? And there's coming a time that, you know, the book that you carry, you know, you're not going to be able to carry it. You know what I'm saying? There's some people being persecuted and all this other stuff. So what I'm doing with the robots, the artificial intelligence, is I'm making sure that the robots have the word of God embedded in them. Since 2000, I've been doing this, and so I'm very serious about reading the word God verbatimly. It's very important to me. My opinion doesn't matter whatsoever, but God's word stands forever. Amen. Praise God. And only what you do for God will last beyond you. Amen. So uh, God is no respecter of people. But I'm so grateful that he's given me the, the idea and the wisdom and the knowledge to want and the desire to, to read his word. It's so amazing. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And uh, your, your, your comments are very important. Um, you know, so please write down your thoughts and I can, you know, help me to, to know what you really want to hear from you know, God's word, because I only have my own opinion, but you also have yours. So I pray that you will, you know, just join with me in the, the reading. I will, after I finish reading the entire book of the Holy Bible, I will open up the uh, floodgates so that people can speak. So your comments can not only be written, but also spoken words, because your, your point of view is so important to me and is so much more important to God. Genesis chapter 9. And God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth 
and the fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth and upon every fowl of the air, upon all that move upon the earth and upon all the fish of the sea. There we go. There's the fish right there. (laughs) People are messing with me, y'all. They were messing with me about this fish, man. Oh, my God. For you guys were talking about the fish of the sea. And it's plural. You know, it's F-I-S-H-E-S of the sea. Into your hands are they delivered. Every moving thing that lives shall be meat for you, even as the green herbs have I given you all things. But flesh of the life thereof, which is the blood thereof, shall ye not eat, and surely your blood of your life will I require at the hands of every beast, which I will I require it, and at the hands of man, at the hands of every man's brother, will I require the life of man. And, you know, you do know that there in some places people are cannibals. They, they eat flesh. They eat human beings, you know. Scary, right? But um, God said you're not supposed to eat the blood of man. You're not supposed to mess with that stuff, right? But just be obedient to God's word. Very, very important to the, every word that is written that you can just... Just, just, just be as a childlike mind and just obey God's word. You will just have a better life. I'm telling you, you have more peace, a peace that surpasses all understanding. Amen? Verse 6, chapter 9, Genesis, verse 6. Whoso shed man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed. For in the image of God made he man, and you be ye fruitful and multiply, bring forth abundantly in the earth and multiply therein. And God spake unto Noah and to his sons with him, saying, And I, behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your seed after you and with every living creature that is with you of the fowl, of the cattle, and of every beast of the earth with you from all that goes out of the ark to every beast of the earth and I will establish my covenant with you neither shall all flesh be cut off anymore by the water of a flood neither shall there any more be a flood to destroy the earth amen so here we see God has put a commandment to water. Water can only go but so far on land, and you'll see that it'll draw right back. Even a monsoon, even a tsunami, it'll go, the waves will go out into the land, and then it pulls back. It's commanded. But even the water, the winds and the water obey God's word. It obeys the will of God. No water shall, you know, um, destroy earth again or man. Um, in that um, way that it happened in Noah's day, this dispensation of time during Noah's life. Amen? Amen. For generation to generation, this is the promise, this is the covenant. So God said in verse 12, and God said, this is the token of the covenant which I made between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. 
I do set my bow in the cloud. That's that rainbow, the different colors of the rainbow. And then some of them really beautiful. You can see a rainbow from one end of the earth all the way over to that other end. Amen. And it drops off. Some people say in a pot of gold. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And sometime in Iceland, you'll see this a little strip of a rainbow just sitting there. It's like, it looks like it's dwarf. You know, it's just a little, little square. Like, what is that? <laughs> Amen. I'm telling you the truth. There's rainbows all the time around us, just the promises of God. So God said in verse 13, I do set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be for a token of a covenant between me and the earth, and it shall Come to pass when I bring a cloud over the earth that the bow shall be seen in the cloud, and I will remember my covenant, which is between me and you everlasting, every living creature of all flesh, and the waters shall no more become a flood to destroy all flesh, and the bow shall be in the cloud, and I will look upon it that I may remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, This is the token of the covenant which I have established between me and all flesh that is upon the earth. And the sons of Noah that went forth of the ark were Shem and Ham and Japheth, and Ham is the father of Canaan. These are the three sons of Noah. And of them was the whole earth overspread. And Noah began to be an husbandman, and he planted a vineyard. And he, he liked to drink, right? So verse 21, and he drank of the wine and was drunk, and he was uncovered within his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father, and told his two brothers without. And uh, that right there is the sin of Ham. People talk about Ham, you know, what happened with it. You know, basically he didn't cover his father, so he he went and told his brother about it. And uh, so there became, you know, people talk about this is what why Ham was, you know, cursed and all of that sort of stuff. But... Um, <clears throat> Uh, verse 23, uh, and Seth and Jephthah took a garment and they laid it upon both their shoulders and went backwards and covered the nakedness of their father and their face were backwards and they saw not their father's nakedness. And Noah awoke from his wine and went um, and knew what his younger son had done unto him. And he said, Curse be Canaan, a servant of servants shall he be unto his brethren. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. God shall enlarge Japheth, and he shall dwell in the tents of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. And Noah lived after the flood 350 years, and all the days of Noah was 950 years, and he died. Chapter 10. Amen. Praise God. I believe we're almost out of time for tonight's broadcast. We got 27 more minutes. Amen. Praise God. Bless his holy name. So I have about maybe four more texts. 
and uh, prayerfully we'll move on from this. No more questions about the fish. Please, y'all, so I can move forward. Uh, but give me other comments so I can um, read um, moving forward. So to understand the history, to understand your history, why you're a Christian, why you, you know, seek first, you know, Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit and all that, you have to understand, you know, your your history and even within your own family legacy. You have to understand who you are and who you are and who you belong to because you belong to someone. I don't care if you were adopted or, you know, um, something happened as a child, mother went away or dad went away or everybody went away. It doesn't matter. You belong to someone. You belong to God. But your history is so important. It's so important to try to figure out and try to find, you know, your your legacy. Who, Where did you come from and, and all of that. So I believe that's why um, Moses wrote the Torah. Um, Genesis is one of the first book of the five books of the Torah, which genealize, um, give the genealogy of his family. But you have your own family, and according to this, the word of God, it's saying that we all stem to Noah. But Noah came from, you know, Adam, right? We all stem going way back, right? So um, this is how we know that who we are, right? And and how Christianity came is, is what we're going to be reading about when we go into Adam, and Adam had the two sons, Ishmael, uh, which is the Muslim, um, you know, nation, um, and then the, the the child from Sarai, Sarah, um, Isaac, became, you know, the Jews, the Judah, and the Christian formation came from that, you know what I'm saying? So got to understand how all this all you know, makes any sense whatsoever. So you're like, why is the Archbishop reading the beginning and all of this stuff when we get to the New Testament? I'm going to get there. But for you to understand the New Testament, you have to understand the Old. And the Old Testament is so profound. I love it. Anyway, let's move on. Chapter 10 of Genesis, it says, Now these are the generations of the sons of Noah, the Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and unto them were sons born after the flood. Amen. And the sons of Japheth, uh, Gomar, and uh, Magon, and Media and Javan, and Tubal, and Meshan, and Tirei, and the sons of Gomar. So there's a lot of names. I'm going to jump through all these names, man. Um, but if you take the time and do the, the tree, the family tree, it is so profound how you can literally see as you read in the Word of God, how all of this stuff fits, you know, it all comes together. It's absolutely amazing. But for right now, I'll, I'll read Chapter 10 and the genealogy um, by name um, another day for time ago because all the names are um, some are pretty complex with the pronunciation. So let's jump to um, Chapter 11, okay? All right, so... Um, verse 32 in chapter 10 said, These are the families of the sons of Noah after their generation in their nations. And by these were the nations divided into the earth after the flood. Chapter 11. And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east 
and they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwell there, and they said one to another, Go to let us make bricks and burn them together uh, thoroughly. And they had uh, bricks from stone and slip and slime, and had they for mortar, and they said, Go to let us build a city and a tower whose tops may reach unto heaven, and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. Like, wait, man is doing the same thing that they did back then. Back then they did with bricks and mortar and making a tower. Man is trying to go to the moon and to Mars and through space. You know, they're trying to reach heaven. (laughs) Heaven is right here on this earth, man. We need to take care of the earth. We take care of the earth, how peaceful and how pleasant it would be. So important. You know, as a matter of fact, God is going to give an accountability to each man, and he's going to ask each man, what did you do to the earth? It's very important to understand how significant the earth is, the environment and all that. The earth is grown in because of the sin of man. And all of this hurricane, tornado, winds, and all the stuff, the cracking up of the earth and everything, the continent splitting and being divided. Africa is being divided into two right now, as I speak. If mankind stops sinning and just stop praising God and reaching out to God, you know, and, and repenting of his sin, the earth is going to stop all of this stuff. All of this stuff will stop. It will cease. The earth will become calm. It's amazing. So let's read Genesis chapter 11. And the whole earth was one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east and they found a plain in the land of Shinar. And they dwelt there. And they said one to another, Go, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly, and they had bricks from stone, and slime had they for mortar, and they said, go to let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach into heaven, and let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men built. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. Amen. And um, this they begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. But God said, Go to let us go down, and there confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of the earth, all the earth, and they left off to build the city. Therefore is the name of it called Babel, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. These are the generation of Shem, um, and Shem was a hundred years old, and he begot Arphex Ad two years after the flood. And Shem lived after he begot Arphex uh, Ad 
and um, Shem um, and Arphex had lived 500 years and begot sons and daughters, and Arphex had lived five and 30 years and begot um, 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 Salah, and Arphex had lived after he begot Salah 403 years and begot sons and daughters, and Salah lived 35 30, 30 years and begot Ebner. And Salah lived after he begot Ebner 403 years and begot sons and daughters. And Ebner lived 430 years and begot Peleg. And Ebner lived after he begot Peleg 430 years and begot sons and daughters. And Peleg lived 30 years and begot Ru. And Peleg lived after he begot Ru 209 years and he begot sons and daughters. And Ru lived 230 years and begot Serug. And Ru lived after he begot Serug 207 years and begot sons and daughters. And Serug lived 30 years and begot Noar. And Serug lived after he begot Noar 200 years and begot sons and daughters. And Noar lived 920 years and begot Terah, and Noah lived after he begot Terah 119 years, and begot sons and daughters, and Terah lived 70 years, and he begot Abram, Norah, and Haran. Now, these are the generations of Terah. Terah begot Abram, Norah, and Haran, and Haran begot Lot, and Haran died before his father, Terah, in the land of his nativity, in Ur of the Chaldeans. And Abram and Norah took them wives, and name of Abram's wife was Sarah, and name of Norah's wife was Milcah, the daughter of Haran, and the father of Milcah, and the father of Ishkar. But Sarah was barren, she had no child. And Terah took Abraham, his Abram's son, and Terah took Abram, his son, and Lot, the son of Haran, his son's son, and Sarah, his daughter-in-law, and his son, Abram's wife, and they went forth with them from Ur of the Chaldeans to go into the land of Canaan, and they came unto Haran and dwelt there. And the days of Terah was... 205 years, and Tira died in Haran. Genesis chapter 12. Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee, and I will make thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curse thee. And to thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So Abraham departed, and the Lord um, spoke unto um, him. There's another song that was obedient to the voice of God. Abram. Amen? So first Noah, and now Abram. See, if you're obedient to the word of God and to the voice of God, God has commanded you to do Something, I'm telling you, he's going to be blessing you left and right. 
right and left, in front and in back, north, south, east, and west. You just be blessed to your total success of anything that you endeavor to do. God will bless you if you first seek the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, all these things that you desire in your mind's eye, in your heart, all the, the, the things that you want, everything, God will just pour it out unto you. Amen. Just praise God and bless his holy name. So anyway, but God spoke to Abram, and, 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 and Abram decided to do what God said to him, right? And Lot went with him, and Abraham was 70 and 5 years old when he departed out of Haran. And he was 75 years old. He didn't even have any children yet, okay? He's married to a woman, 75 years old. She's probably 75 or maybe 80. I don't know. Maybe she's 70. But anyway, both of them are well in age. <laughs> Verse number five, and Abraham took Sarah, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all these substance that they had gathered and the souls that they had gotten in Haran, and they went forth to go into the land of Canaan, and into the land of Canaan they came, and Abraham passed through the land unto the place of Shechem. Yeah, yeah, Shechem. Right. Unto the plain of Moray, and the Can, Can, and the Canaanite um, was there in the land. And the Lord appeared unto Abraham and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And there built he an altar unto the Lord, who appeared unto him. And he removed from thence unto the mountain on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west, and Hai on the east. And there he built an altar unto the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. And Abraham journeyed, going on still towards the south. And there was a famine in the land, and Abraham was, went down into Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was grievous in the land. And it came to pass when he was come near to enter into Egypt, that he said unto Sarai his wife, Behold, now I know that thou art a fair woman to look upon. Therefore, it shall come to pass when the Egyptians shall see thee, that they shall say, This is his wife, and they will kill me. But they shall save thee alive, saying, I pray thee, thou art my sister, that it may be well with me uh, for thy sake, and for my soul shall live because of thee. So here you have a man, you know, telling, you know, yes, Sarah was his sister, to tell everybody else that she's his sister only, but she also was his wife. And he, to me, it's like a selfish request because he's saying, you know, you, you protect me by telling these people that you're only my sister so that they'll leave me alone and I will not die. <laughs> Abraham was selfish, man. I'm telling you the truth. He really, really was. And you see it right here. He was concerned about his own life, okay, because he said, and they will kill me because they will save, but they will save thee alive because they will kill the man so that they could keep the woman, right? Amen. Verse 13 says, and I pray thee that thou art my sister, that it may be well uh, with me for thy sake, 
and my soul shall live because of thee. And it came to pass that when Abram was come into Egypt, the Egyptian beheld the woman, that she was very fair, and the princes also of Pharaoh saw her and commanded her before Pharaoh. And the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house. And he entered uh, and treated uh, Abraham, Abraham well for her sake. And he had given him sheep, he gave him oxen, and he he had a manservant, he gave him maidservant, and he gave him she-ass and camel. Now, Abraham was very rich. Okay, don't get it twisted. He, remember when he came and he went where God sent him? He came, he already had substance. He had stuff. He had, he had manservants and maidservants, all this. But the Egyptian, Pharaoh, he wanted the woman, and so if he got the woman, he's going to give, you know, like a dowry, you know, uh, something to have her. So he gave him more wealth. He already had stuff. He gave him more stuff. <laughs> so Abraham did not become rich, and I don't want anyone to get it twisted, because of what Pharaoh gave him. He already was a very wealthy man. They were wealthy. Um, you know, the, the history of his father, they, they made stuff, and they were idle stuff that they made, but these things people paid lots of money for. They had wealth. They had wealth, man. So, um, you know, we as children of God are very wealthy people. If you understand who you are, you know that you're rich. Your father is rich in houses and land. And that's why I'm able to say to you, if you, you know, if you just register for my, my, um, my event, you know, in September, I will give to you, you know, usually I charge for this, approval funds of $600,000, and I will close on that loan for you to have a house. Now, how can I say that? Because I can do this. And, it, it, you know, test me, try me, prove me. You know, when God gives you wealth, it's beyond the, the mind of a man. Like, how can she do this? God is with me. Understand? When God is with you, you're able to access stuff, wealth of this world, of this earth. Amen? And, and, and not only that, will I be able to give you a proof of fund and, and close on a loan, and I don't need your credit. You don't need credit to get this house, amen? But you have to have divine instructions on how to do this, how to go about this, amen? You know, and all these philanthropic friends of mine, you know, they're giving me their money so that they can use their money so they can get a return on their investment, amen? For one, two years, you know, you get this house, you, you now build up your credit, Right? You know, I tell you how to do that as well. I also teach you how to do business credit so you can build up your business credit. And then we teach you, you know, how to be able to sustain that house to keep it. Then I give you another loan for another 30, 20, 30 years, depending on what, what we buy, right? So I'm just saying God is, is able. If you understand whose you are, that you belong to God, you're a child of the Most High God, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, and all they that dwell therein belong to God. Every man and every woman, every boy and every girl belongs to God. Whether they decide to serve him or not is up to the human being, the human factor, their will. I told you that man is the only one, the only one that has a soul, that have a will, they can do anything they want to do. Amen? And God created man just for that. But he desire for us just to praise him and to bless his holy name. All this stuff that we're stressing out about, we ain't supposed to be under no kind of stress. If we just praise God and bless his holy name, you'll find that you're in an atmosphere of peace and serenity and, you know, <laughs> 
Praise God. You'll see the blessing and the overflow is starting to overtake you like a flood, y'all. I'm telling you, the abundance of the Lord is great, and you belong to God. And no weapon that's formed against you shall ever prosper, y'all. I'm talking about some other scriptures in the New Testament, so let's get back to Genesis. And we'll, we'll, we'll meet up with those other scriptures that I just quoted as I was just giving you some testimony of what God will make you capable and able to do if you just obey him, if you just praise him and bless his holy name. So here we have um, uh, Abraham getting ready to deceive the Egyptians. (laughs) So verse 13, he says, And I pray thee, thou art my sister, that it may be well with me for thy sake, and my soul shall live because of thee. And it came to pass that when Abram uh, was come into Egypt, the Egyptian beheld the woman, that she was very fair. And the princes of also of Pharaoh saw her and commanded her <clears throat> um, uh, before Pharaoh, and the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house. And he entreated Abram well for her sake, and he had... Uh, he gave him sheep and he gave him oxen and he entreated him with ass and, and with men servants and he gave him maid servants and she asses and, and, and with camels. Verse 17, and the Lord plagued plague, uh, Pharaoh uh, and his house with a, a massive plague. The plague that was so sore because um, the woman that belongs to Abram, remember God made a covenant with Abraham that he was going to have a child through Sarai, the, the woman that was barren. Remember that? Remember that piece of the puzzle. And now this man, this other man, is going to take on his woman, his wife, his, you know, his boo. God was not going to have that. If that man had touched her, then the covenant that God promised would not have happened to Abram. This is how severe this was. So this plague was no joke. This plague racked all of Egypt, messed them up. Do you all remember the little pandemic that we had? This was worse than any pandemic. I'm telling you. Let me let me tell you. Let's let's go to it. Verse 17. It says the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with a great plague. Because of Sarai, Abram's wife, and and Pharaoh called Abram because you know you always know who did it to you. You have, you have a clue, you know. You like you ain't stupid, you know. Like he's the one that did it. <laughs> it's because of him. So so Pharaoh called Abram and he said, "What is this that thou has done unto me? Mm-hmm. Why did thou not tell me that she was thy wife?" Why say it thou? She is my sister, so I might have taken her to me, to wife. Now, therefore, behold, thy wife, take her and go away from me. Go thy way. Verse 20, and Pharaoh commanded his men concerning Abram, and, 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 he, and he sent them away from him and, and his wife and, and all that he had. He didn't even want to have anything that he had given to Abraham. He didn't want any of that back because they were messed up. Why? How were they messed up? No one in Egypt could have children. Everyone became barren. 
So here's men, young men marrying, you know, who knows how long of a time that was, right? But here's young men at a time of time, and he married a woman, and he married, and all these men are marrying, you know, their women or their concubines and all these, you know, their prostitutes. Nobody could have a child. Nobody. That means they would be dying soon. You know what I'm saying? Because if a man can't reproduce himself, then his name is no longer going to be on this earth, right? He can't have a seed. He can't, he can't you know, the white, the woman can't bear. Nobody can. So it, it, it was a, a great impact to Pharaoh's entire kingdom. As plagues, the plagues was great. It was so severe. People don't even understand the power of when God gives you a promise. That's why I'm saying to you, ladies and gentlemen, God gives you a promise. You can bank on it. If you speak God's word, you teach and, 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 and teach your children's children after you the word of the living God, you have some substance to stand on that no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper no matter what the enemy try to do to you. They can't do it. They can't harm you. They can't touch this. You know, MC Hammond said, can't touch this. Amen. You've got to understand who you are in God. Amen. God has given you. God has chosen you. Oh, oh my gosh. we got 90 seconds. But three minutes to go. We're going to wrap this back up. I'm going to finish this one text. And, and Pharaoh commanded him concerning him that he sent him away and his wife and all that he had. Amen. And we're going to stop right here. Father God, I thank you so much for for for, for this day. I thank you, Lord God, for all the those that have listened to the sound of my voice. To hear your word, Lord God. Pray, Lord God, that you will just bless them. Bless them, Lord God. Open up their eyes and open up their ear gates so that they can understand who you are and who they are in you. Bless them. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May he be gracious unto you. May he give you peace, a peace that surpasses all understanding as he keep his mind stayed on him. Bless those that are in bereavement, Lord God. I pray for them, Lord God, that they will remember their loved one, how they were when they were alive. I pray, Lord God, that you heal them, Lord God. From every sickness, every disease is in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. These people, Lord God, that are come in my presence and the sound of my voice, those that will download, I ask and I give them back to you, Lord God. Name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Bless this broadcast that it will forever be sustainability because God's word is the bread of life. It is the breath of life. It is all that you need, and you don't need anybody else and nothing else but God's word. God bless you all. This is the Archbishop, Dr. Marcia Karen Smith Abrams. I'm Tune in tomorrow night, same time, same station. We'll be right here. God bless you on our radio broadcast and television broadcast and network and now live streaming. Also, God bless you, audio live stream tonight. God bless.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.